Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Republicans' new attack line against Democrats. It's the IRS. Number two, President Joe Biden is headed to Florida. What to expect when he meets Governor Ron DeSantis. And number three, our new financial services focus. All right, let's get into it. We have a lead morning item by our very own Max Cohen this morning, uh, talking about how Republicans are trying to frame up the midterm and find any attack line possible, uh, and in particular against Democrats in very competitive House and Senate races. They have honed in on one message. And one message that we're seeing over and over again, which is really interesting, is this focus on the dubious claim that Democrats have empowered the IRS to hire an army of 87,000 new agents to target the middle class. Look at this. Since August 1st, Republican candidates and outside groups have spent more than $12 million on roughly 24,000 airings that's right, 24,000 ads warning of a massive influx of IRS agents, according to our partner Ad Impact. The spots are targeting vulnerable Senate Democratic incumbents in Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, and New Hampshire, as well as toss-up House races from Michigan to Kansas. But at the heart of the attack ad is an argument that the IRS itself says is quote-unquote inaccurate. Experts say that the IRS is mainly seeking to replenish its aging workforce and beef up its outdated tech, not hound average Americans. The GOP messaging links back to the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act, the Democrats' signature legislative achievement of this Congress. Of course, that party-line bill authorized $80 billion in new funding for the IRS over a decade. According to a 2021 Treasury report, this wave of new money would facilitate the hiring of nearly 87,000 full-time employees through 2031. Under this construct, the IRS could generate as much as $200 billion in new revenue by better enforcing existing tax laws more than covering the added costs. For context, and this is actually really interesting, I was, I was a little surprised by it. The IRS expects up to 50,000 of its current 80,000 employees to retire in the next five years. So clearly there is a workforce problem. And despite facing a far broader set of responsibilities, the agency is operating with far fewer employees than it was 30 years ago when the IRS boasted 117,000 workers. The IRS hasn't produced a plan of how it would spend the newly authorized funds, and the White House and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen have vowed that the IRS will focus on high-earning tax evaders rather than Americans making under $400,000 a year. But the situation is presented as a growing crisis in GOP campaign ads. Here's how it goes in quite a few Republican spots. The National Republican Senatorial Committee says Senator Mark Kelly, the Democrat from Arizona, voted to hire 87,000 IRS workers, enough to fill Sun Devil Stadium. Senate Leadership Fund, the GOP super PAC, aligned with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, accused Senator Maggie Hassan, the Democrat from New Hampshire, of voting yes to 87,000 new IRS employees to audit the middle class. 
SLF also assailed Senator Raphael Warnock, the Democrat from Georgia, for his vote to hire 87,000 new IRS employees to dig even deeper in middle-class pockets. And Nevada, an ad from the right-wing Club for Growth, rhetorically asks the question, quote, who loves the 87,000 new IRS agents then Senator Catherine Cortez Masto just authorized? Elsewhere in the Senate map, Senator Ron Johnson says his Democratic opponent, Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes, supports 87,000 new IRS agents coming after you. Republican candidates are using the new IRS agents line in Senate races in Ohio, North Carolina, Colorado, and Washington. So clearly uh, a lot happening here uh, when it comes to the Republicans believing this is an attack line that is going to work, right? They are trying to find thing, you know, kind of anything in the, in these, you know, 30 plus days, 40 plus days before this election to try and get an edge, particularly when it comes to some of these really tight races and play upon the fears of Americans that the government is coming to crack down on potentially their tax paying. Republicans are also using really similar messaging when it comes to House races, uh, whether that's uh, endangered Republican Steve Shabbat from in Ohio accusing his Democratic challenger, Greg Landsman, of backing the hiring of 87,000 new IRS agents, uh, frontline Democratic representatives Alyssa Slotkin in Michigan, Jared Golden in Maine, and Dan Kildee in Michigan are also targeted with this IRS line in congressional leadership fund attack ads. Certainly an interesting, you know, kind of focus here coming into the last uh, kind of swing of new campaign messaging as Republicans are trying to gain back some of the ground and momentum that they lost over the August recess in the post-Dobbs decision world. We'll have to see if this actually works, um, if this is a deciding factor, the IRS, in terms of kind of pushing people to vote, or if it's just another one of the things where Republicans have really been focused on that messaging when it comes to inflation, when it comes to, you know, financial security, when it comes to the price of gas and the price of food. Um, You know, where does this fit in terms of the priorities of the American voter, uh, particularly in some of these really close races? Um, Something that we will be continuing to watch uh, going forward. And Max Cohen, of course, uh, is really our reporter that has, has kind of taken hold of a lot of our our campaign coverage and another just great item by him this morning. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Why we won't see fireworks between Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, and President Joe Biden. We shall see. President Joe Biden is set to fly today to hurricane-stricken Florida to survey the damage. He's going to come face-to-face with Florida's Republican governor, Ron DeSantis, considered, of course, a top GOP presidential candidate in 2024, and GOP Senator Rick Scott, a frequent foil of the 46th president. And make no mistake, Biden, DeSantis, and Scott are smart enough to keep this visit focused on Hurricane Ian victims and the damage it wrought. Not the political, but Democrats, of course, haven't forgotten, and this is something that we've seen a lot in reporting in the last week or so, that DeSantis voted against a $9.7 billion Hurricane Sandy relief package in 2013 for New York and New Jersey. 
Scott also opposed a stopgap funding that included disaster relief. Expect Democrats to pick up on this more and more as there is an expectation that a supplemental emergency funding package is going to have to uh, be passed to help aid in the recovery of Florida. Sunshine State authorities are still counting the deaths from Ian with the total reaching 105 so far. It's in no one's interest, of course, to make this visit anything but professional and apolitical, a moment for the country to come together uh, and really survey the natural disaster that has happened in the state. In situations like this, it's always interesting to look at the politician because some politicians really you know, have that empathetic um, ability to connect. Others do not. Biden, of course, really thrives on the technocratic aspects of the job, the we're going to be there for all Americans speak that is the mark of most every president. Rising above the political fray is a mark of crisis time governing for Biden. You should expect that he won't wade into the political muck uh, as former President Donald Trump tended to in situations like this. Uh, There's not a lot to be gained for him to treat this as anything besides a time for the country to come together. It's not not about Democrats or Republicans, but he's going to really have that messaging. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre even said during Tuesday's briefing he had no interest in rejoining the fight against DeSantis during this day-long visit. Of course, DeSantis is already under the microscope when it comes to how he handles Biden's visit to Florida. His state is hurting. Entire swaths of the Gulf Coast will need to be rebuilt. And getting into Biden's face has no obvious political benefit for DeSantis. Biden has already spoken to the governor on the phone, dispatched his FEMA director to Florida, and his administration has privately and publicly indicated it will do anything it needs to do to help put the state back together. There's no doubt at all that the two men have very different long-term political incentives, but in this case, their interests are aligned. Um, All right, it's going to be super interesting to see how this plays out. Um, So just something to watch today, right, in terms of the risk, of course, is very, very clear. And so, and not all politicians have have weathered these kinds of uh, presidential visits uh, in, a, in a way that they come out on top. Remember, of course, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie and former Florida Governor Charlie Crist, a Republican-turned-Democrat, had their careers irreversibly defined by cuddling up to former President Barack Obama during disaster-related visits to their home states. All right, let's move on to the number three story. And it's really about punchable news, but we want to make sure you know we are expanding to cover financial services for the first time in two years. We're zooming into a new coverage zone. As Axios reported yesterday, we are very excited that Brendan Peterson has taken on the role leading our coverage. We see this as a huge boon for our audience and a big opportunity for punchable news. Brendan is joining us from American Banker. Here's a bit of insight into how we think about this topic and how we intend to cover it. Um, Financial institutions, of course, are among the most powerful corporate entities on the planet. They employ millions of people, have views on a wide range of policy issues, and make gigantic bets on how Congress will behave. There's an army of lobbyists that work for them, both in-house and on contract, and run massive public issue campaigns. They pay for political intelligence and are some of the most active players in the Washington ecosystem. We are very interested in covering all the wide swath of things that that entails, from hedge funds and private equity firms to some of the titans of industry. Citadels, Ken Griffin, FTX's Sam Bankman-Fried are among the biggest political donors in the nation. 
Um, and, and that they're just the top two names that come to mind compared to so many others that are playing a very influential role here in Washington. And last but not least, we're, we could be about to enter divided government, which will provide an entirely new investigative landscape for corporate America. In the financial services space, you should expect there will be investigations into a cross-section of financial institutions, society, and politics, payment processors, fintech companies, and the crypto space. A lot of this is going to show up in AM, but even more is going to be for our premium newsletter subscribers. That community uh, is going to get a lot of information from Brendan and coverage in terms of what to expect, how the landscape is shaping up on Capitol Hill. If you are not already a premium subscriber, we hope you will consider that. Uh, you can go to our website at punchbowl.news uh, and look into signing up for our year-long subscription there. We also have another new hire. Donna Beck is joining us as an editorial web producer. Her charge is to help make our copy sparkle and shine. Donna has an amazing eye for detail and a hunger for news. Donna is a graduate of the University of Minnesota and a native of the Chicago area. And we welcome both of them to our growing team. With that, thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.